Hey, big guy. Do you hear me? Hello. Hey, what's going on? Can hey, Sean, how are you doing, man? What's going on? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. Good, good. Hold on. Let me just make sure this is recording. Okay, good. It is recording. Okay, thank God. <laughs> what do I want to do this if it's not recording? <laughs> no, 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 no worries, man. What's going on with you? Oh, man. Everything is good. No, just uh, just busy with training and, uh, you know, getting the coaching thing going, trying to put content out. And uh, Good, man. Good for you, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good. People are noticing slowly, but it's... It's happening, you know. I'm just kind of getting the ball rolling. So good, good, good for you, man. Good. Uh, plug it away. You play the long game, man. Play the long game. That's all I play. You play the long game by mastering the short game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's sometimes the hardest part, right? Because as as human beings, we just want things quick, 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 quick. Especially yeah. today, I feel like. Yeah. Right? Everyone, just, <laughs> yeah. everyone just wants everything so quick. Oh, dude. Well, you think about it. back when I was a kid, there was no internet. There was you want to go see a movie, you had to go to the Blockbuster or Jumbo Video, right? Yeah. Uh, nowadays, press a button, boom, right there. You want, you, want, uh, you want a TV or Amazon, it's there that day. So it, it, it's in our environment. The instant gratification is being reinforced in our environment, which is really bad, right? So uh, we're, getting a, we're getting a society full of uh, entitled instant gratification. Uh, I want it now. I observe it. I, I you know, um, the sense that... I don't need to earn it because it's available to me and that we're training our, our children that way. And I, I work with a lot of teenagers uh, that have been trained that way that want it now. They don't want to get a job. They want the money without actually earning it. Right. And uh, I was just telling one of my clients today about it, about how, listen, if you don't, if, if you, if, if you get something and you haven't earned it, it's usually more, I'm not usually all the time. It's under, underappreciated and it's discredited completely. So, um, and I gave him a metaphor. I said, imagine, okay, suppose I gave you everything in the universe that you've ever wanted. I gave it to you. you I'm, a, I'm a genie. Boom. You want money? Boom. You want a car? Boom. Want a house? Boom. Want those Jordans? Boom. You want that nice suit? You want that hot girl? You want this? You want that? You want to live here, live there? And I gave it everything. Do you really appreciate that without actually earning it? And they're like, well, probably not. But you have everything. Yet you're unhappy, miserable, sad. You have no self-respect. You, you have no pride because uh, you haven't earned it, right? You haven't taken the time to earn it, right? Yeah, dude. It's, it, it makes so much sense. I'm, gl I'm glad you said that. And it, it kind of reminds me of Instagram because people will put stuff on Instagram. And for one, they'll, they'll care about the likes, right? Yes. Yeah, when, yeah. when really it, does, it doesn't really matter. And then people keep looking at the phone like, do I, do I have people liking this stuff right now? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. you know, oh, dude, it's, it, it, we're, we're in a psychological, sociological warfare right now. I don't like to call it war, but yeah. what, they're, what they're saying, I was part of a program a few years ago and it was talking about how, um, you know, uh, a person's self-esteem is, is predicated on solely on how many likes they get on Instagram and the amount of suicide rates, cyber, cyber attacking, cyber suicide, cyber bullying, um, you know, basically so when someone puts up a post, they're really looking, saying, make, notice me, make me feel loved, make me feel important, make me feel significant. And it, it, it's becoming an epidemic, man. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, uh, it's tough. Um, I want to, I kind of want to start off with, you know, giving people, um, uh, giving people an idea of 
who Anthony Chim is. Right? So uh, let's see. Yeah, let's uh, let's start with that. Who who is Anthony? Oh, Anthony Chim is a powerful, purposeful, passionate man. Man, I just have just so much drive and energy. I just I've I've I live on this planet each day as if it was my last day. Each person I talk to, as if they're the only person I'm talking to, they're the most important person. I just want to. I feel like I'm I've reached a level of development and evolution in my life that I that I just want to give and serve and give and serve because it's like I wake up in the morning with a billion dollars worth of soul dollars and spiritual dollars and love dollars, compassion dollars. And I just want to share it and share it and give it to people through word, through service, through acts of kindness, through what I've developed over my years and I've sharpened over my years, all the wisdom I've learned. And literally through my, through my own podcasts and my books, through my training, through my coaching, through my seminars, through my speaking, whatever I'm doing, whatever role I'm playing, whatever delivery system I'm using, I'm using it to spread more love so I can inject as much love and compassion in this world and strength and wisdom and courage as much as possible. I'm being a source of inspiration. And, and I often say to people, listen, don't look for inspiration. Be the source of inspiration. Gandhi said it best. Be the change you wish to see in the world. He knew inherently that the end, the, the end was inherent in the means and you got to be it before you can ha- uh, do and you got to do before you can have. So um, I'm all about being it first and, and who I am. I, I, I cultivate this, this level of passion and purpose and power uh, every single day. I mean, I get up between 3 and 3.30 every morning Monday to Friday, I meditate for an hour, I pray, I, I, I work out, I weight train, I, I, I Tai Chi and yoga, and, and, and then by the time I get to my first task, whatever, I'm like, I'm, I'm up here, I feel like I'm on I'm like the sun, right? And I'm ready just to, really <laughs> to open up my, you know, open it up and then just shine as much light and brilliance on the world with total luminosity and power. So uh, that's who I am, man. And in terms of if, uh, what role I play, I mean, um, I, I started out as a personal trainer, just loving teaching people how to be fit and just how you feel. I'm sure you have that same, you share that same level of standard. And then I started, I got invited to speak at an event at a chiropractic clinic and I was so nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I loved it and started teaching about it. And then I got into, I met a mentor and he took me to a couple seminars and then I just got hooked on self-development, spirituality, philosophy, all these things. I started drowning and, and devouring books and, and going to seminars and just feeding my mind and just expanding everything just for the fact that I didn't, I didn't just initially I want to be better, but primarily it was to give to the world to make this world better. And, um, that's basically who I am and I'm going to continue to do it and, uh, and whatever it means. And, and you know what, as I said, I was, I was doing a podcast earlier today and I was telling the guy, uh, today I said to him, um, if, if this conversation was the last conversation I was going to have with somebody and you took one thing from it and I was able to insert and inject and install some new insight, new love, new wisdom, whatever it was, and I died right after the interview or after the podcast, my life would have had meaning because it's all about this moment now and seizing this day, seizing this moment and making the mo- most of your moments as you go, you know, uh, walk forth to whatever endeavor you're climbing towards or you're trying to achieve. So that's who I am, man. And I'm really ready to do my best, man. Dude, that's awesome, man. You can, you can, you can just sense the passion you can, and you can tell too, which is fantastic, which is fantastic. And all the points you said, I... There's there's so many questions that I uh, <laughs> that I have, and I, it's funny because I have a list of questions, but I might not even have to ask half of them because they're, they're just coming <laughs> to my mind right now. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah. and uh, it's just this present moment. So, um, you you wake up early and you you get your physiology going, you get your mindset going, and yeah. you change your whole dynamic. Yeah. And I feel like not enough people do that because they wake up in the morning. And instantly, what they think about is stress, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and they're like, I, I gotta, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. How important is it to actually wake up a little bit earlier 
and just kind of prime the body a bit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like what like what do you what do you feel about that? I'm sure you think it's important oh. then. Yeah. Like if you were to it's, it, it, it's it literally no go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You no, no, I was no, I was just like if you were to try to explain to somebody, you know, it's not the end of the world if you were to just wake up half an hour early, maybe even an hour early to really get the most yeah. out of your day. Yeah, right? yeah. Of course, of course. You know what? I like to use the metaphor, uh, Shahab, that, you know, imagine you wanted a million dollars in your bank account and you want to have a million dollars worth of cash or a million dollar net worth. You'd have to make more deposits than withdrawals, right? So my morning ritual is a deposit into my health account, into my spiritual account, into my relationship account, into my soul account, into my emotional account, into every, every account that I can deposit it to, into. And when I deposit it, I'm, I'm building that million-dollar net worth in my emotions, million-dollar net worth in my physiology, million-dollar net worth in my spirituality, my soul, my ability to serve, my ability to focus. Whatever it might be, I'm making more deposits than I make withdrawals. And then finally, when I built enough deposits, when I finally do make a withdrawal, I'm making a withdrawal from the interest and not the principal. So you're bu- building that, that, net, that net worth, that equity. That you, you, it's, I remember talking to a financial advisor who was a very, very astute and successful financial advisor. He goes, you reach that point in your, in your financial abundance. He talked about specifically finances. And he talks about how when you reach this, that critical point, the critical mass where it's literally you turn on the tap, turn on the tap, and all of a sudden it explodes. You reach critical mass and all of a sudden you're, you're like, everything is just growing like exponentially. That's how I feel in, when it comes to my morning ritual that your rituals equal your results. That the more resourceful you are in the morning, the more resourceful you are gonna be throughout your day. I often say to people, listen, if you start your day down here and your first problem's up here, you're already gonna be at a disadvantage. But if you start your day up here, that same problem, you're gonna be looking down to that problem and it's not gonna be that bad. So <laughs> that, that's the importance of morning rituals. I mean, every successful person I've ever talked to gets up early, does some sort of version of a morning ritual, whether it be an hour long, five minutes long, five hours long, it doesn't really matter. Uh, sure. It's just something that, as you said, prime your physiology, prime your mind, prime your emotions, align your soul, align your spirit. So all of you is moving forward. Because let's face it, Shahab, we're not just physical beings. We're physical body, we're an emotional mental body, and we're a soul spiritual body. And I was telling this to someone the other day I was, in one of my podcasts. I said, listen, we don't just want to exercise our body. We want to exercise our mind and emotions, which is what they call the subtle energy body and the causal spiritual soul body. So if we can exercise all three of those bodies, and I'm sure we can get into it for you know, how to do that. But the point is, is that when we exercise all three of those bodies, man, we are charged and alive. We're vital. We're firing on all cylinders. And there's nothing, there's nothing impeding our ability to go after what we want and give what we want with the best of power and energy as humanly possible. That's extremely important, man. I, I would love for you to get into actually exercising the three, um, the three parts right now. Like, What's, what's your routine like? Because I know you do Tai Chi. You do meditation. I love meditation personally in the morning. Yeah. And uh, I like to meditate. I like to stretch. I like to go over, like the previous night, I will write down my tasks for the day. Good. For, for the next day. And in the morning, what I like to do is I like to read over them after my meditation. You know, I have a good breakfast. I just, I like to just chill out a bit rather than yeah. look at my phone the first thing in the morning, right? Because that's what a lot of people do. Because <laughs> yeah. instantly, like your, your cortisol is going through the roof, yes. right? And, yes. and you don't need it. So yeah. I'd love for you to talk about exercising the three parts. 
Yes. Well, the, fir- the first part, obviously, the physical body, how we can, how we can keep our, our bodies working, our gross body, right? So weight training is what I recommend to every human being on the planet. It's the only type of exercise that literally reverses or slows down all 10 biomarkers of aging. So for people listening to this podcast, this interview, if there's one type of exercise, I don't care if you're a runner, swimmer, tai chi, yoga, weight train and weight train heavy, hard and to failure. That right. is the key. I mean, there was, there was a paradigm shift. The, the old paradigm used to be running is everything. The new paradigm is weights and muscles are the engine of youth. Well, oh. <laughs> muscles are the engine of youth. So if there's one thing I can tell you, and Ken Wilber talks about this too, he talks about the three things that he recommends most people, one being meditation, number two being weight training, and number three being something called, he calls shadow work or in the psychological world, they call shadow work. And I'm sure we could get into that a little bit too. But the point is weight training from a gross body mind, man, let me tell you, weight training, nutrition, what you feed your body. I often, one of my favorite things I say to people is this. If you had a Lamborghini Murcielago, a $500,000 car, whatever, <laughs> and you were driving it around and your car went empty, would you go to the gas station and put the lowest octane fuel in it? And they're like, no, no that would be stupid. And then I say, you're a Lamborghini Murcielago. Aren't you not? And you're going to feed your body Coke and crap all day long. Your body is a Lamborghini Murcielago. Feed it the right fuel, man. If, if, if you if, if you if your body calls for a banana and you feed it a Coke, your body's gonna start rebelling on you, and that's why you don't have the energy, right? So, weight training, nutrition, right, right, nutrition and supplementation. Um, I, I I'm a big believer in supplements. I mean, I, they're not obviously the, the number one thing. I I because I'm so active, and I know you know this as a personal trainer too that. Um, you, we, we can't get all our, our nourishment from foods. I mean, I take it anywhere from, you know, eight to 10,000 IU of vitamin D in the wintertime because I suffer from seasonal affective disorder and I get that, oh my gosh, I can't get out of bed. Right. So that's right. one of the things I do to counteract it. There's no way, if I tried to get eight to 10,000 from foods, no way. I just couldn't get eight to 10,000 IU of, it's just crazy. There's no way. So I do take supplements. I take mirror, mirror placements. My, 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 my uh, eating 90% is it's, it's plant-based nutrition. I went vegetarian for a while and I loved That's it, awesome. but then I, but I slowly introduced meat and stuff, but I don't eat a lot of it. I just don't During the weekdays, right. like I'm smoothies, uh, freshly squeezed juices. It's like, it's just pure sal- salads, all these things I'm, I'm feeding my body in order to have this charge. I got to be, feeding my body again i'm a lamborghini murcielago man i gotta for make sure. sure i feed fuel so that's for a gross body mind so weight training supplementation nutrition focused on those three things in terms of the subtle energy body you can t- we can talk about we can talk about yoga and tai chi which exercises the subtle body uh th- different forms of meditation there's something called a microcosmic orbit that you imagine if for a second you're, you're breathing in there's an infinite light above you and then you're breathing light to the top of your head and as you're breathing through the nose goes imagine this light radiating to the top of your head down your face into your gut area and as you exhale it's going up your spine back up to your head and back to infinite light that's a great exercise a basic exercise to exercise subtle energy forms emotional forms mental forms and it's very i do that every single morning actually i do that even sometimes i'm at a stoplight i'll just close my eyes for a second i'll breathe it in exhale right so the very very simple things get into yoga get into tai chi those are exercising subtle energy uh, you may have heard of Reiki, uh, Reiki, Reiki, yeah. Reiki right? Uh, so basically what Reiki is, is combining Western psychotherapy with, with subtle energy 
strategies and techniques. And that's what basically what Reiki is. So um, that's one way to do it. Uh, meditation is, is an aspect and there's thousands of different types of meditation. But that one I just taught, basically taught to your audience is basically what you want to do is get yourself in a relaxed state um, and, and touch the top, the, the tongue to the top of your mouth so you can complete the connection. Light going in to the guts, exhale up. And do that for about five or 10 minutes. And that's a great way to exercise your subtle uh, energy forms in your body. Uh, the causal, the spiritual body, one of the things you can do is just imagine, imagine you're closing your eyes. Imagine this. You're closing your eyes and you say to yourself, speak, I'm listening. And you just wait. And what you're doing is you are getting in touch with the witness or the observing self, the higher self, if you want to call it, Okay. to understand and be aware of everything that's around you that is not you, right? And if you say to yourself, like, imagine you just said to yourself, speak, I'm listening. And as you wait, notice what's arising. It could be a voice. If you say, arise, I'm waiting, you're just waiting and observing. And anything that you can see with your eyes or your mind's eye, that is not who you are. Because any object, any object that you can see is not the subject. And in, in, in Zen Buddhist terms, they call it absolute subjectivity. They talk about who you really are, the higher self, what your highest identity is. And you call it God, call it spirit, whatever you want to call it. But the point is, is getting in touch with that part of you so it can literally dictate and guide you to the greatest level of love, freedom, liberation, enlightenment, if you want to call it. But that's one easy way. Just get in touch with yourself. Get yourself in a peaceful state and watch what comes up. Watch what arises around you. It could be a thought. It could be a little voice that says you're not good enough. Just allow it. And then it could be a noise in the background. Oh, there's a phone call. And then get back to your breathing or whatever it might be. That's one way to exercise the spirit, to get in touch with, to make more subjects object until there's no objects left but the eternal observer or witness there's a great book a resource for that for, for your audience if they're listening to this or watching this it's called untethered soul by and, uh michael singer you got it it yeah. is a phenomenal book and i think it's a, it, it's not too difficult it's not too esoteric it's pretty yeah. basic and it's, it's a great, great book Great resource for sure for your audience to, to, to talk about the witness and to and to really and, and you know what one of my favorite things that he talks about and a few other spiritual teachers that I follow and and read about they talk about have a conversation with your ego just literally have a conversation with it right and say hey how's it going ego what do you want oh I want I want a billion dollars why do you want a billion dollars uh, and just let it just rant and rant and rant and then just say hey interesting and your ego might ask you questions and you just answer them and then what you do is you make the switch. You make the switch. You talk to your ego, and then you become your ego, and you talk as if you're your ego. <laughs> it's a great way to do it, yeah. right? It's and therefore, just, yeah. you don't become so afraid of the ego anymore. It reintegrates with you because part of, part of spiritual empowerment is not fighting anything but integrating with everything. Because I was telling someone today on, a, on my podcast, I said, listen – if you're truly going, if your goal or your objective in life is to become a source, an instrument of, of unconditional love, the moment that you hate something and you don't love it, it's no longer unconditional love. It's actually conditional love. Because if you can't include the hateful part of you, because we all have parts of us, archetypal energies that are unconditional love, and we also have forbidden lust in us. And if we hate that part of our, ourselves, the forbidden lust, then we are then creating a dualism and we are no longer including it. Therefore, it, it shifts from unconditional love to conditional love. We all have the divine and the diabolical, the sacred and the profane. So we got to be able to make room for all of it. 
Now that's that's very hard to do. It is. <laughs> right? So right? So if you're in your meditation, right, Shahab, you're in meditation, all of a sudden a sexual thought comes up, right? Or whatever, and you're like, oh my gosh, I hate myself. I shouldn't be having that. You're now creating a dualistic approach, you're separating yourself from that. There's actually a positive element in that thought or in that archetypal sexual energy. There's power behind it. But you have decided you by consciously or unconsciously to make it wrong because of some religious thing or something you read or something your parents told you, whatever it might be. But the point is, is being able to understand it, include it, transcend and include it on your journey, not transcend and exclude. That's when you create, that's when you create more hate, you create resentment, you create criticism, condemnation. So, I mean, that, that's a basically a, a small version of my practices and things I could teach your audience and the people that are listening to this. No, that's, um, that's, that's a good point, especially when it comes to resistance, because uh, in meditation, especially, when, when a thought comes up, the more you resist it, the bigger it gets, right? Yes, and, yes. Uh, and that, 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 goes with, um, that goes with anything, not just meditation, but you're going about your day-to-day, and you're, you're, you're just going about your life, and you know, thoughts come into your head, and then what we do is we internalize them, and then we give them so much meaning, and it just grows and yeah. grows and grows in your heart, and it just blocks your heart energy, if that makes sense, right? Because uh, it, it, and um, I, I, I think I think Michael mentions that in his book. You, you block these centers of energy with these negative thought patterns, right? Yes, yes, you got it. You got it. You're, you're not open. You're closed. You're very yes. closed off. Yeah. Right? And, and and as I said, you know, one of the greatest exercises you can do to uh, to to open up. Uh, your 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 desire or your um, what's the word I'm looking for? But as soon as you feel the resistance, our immediate predilection is to turn away from it, turn towards it, and move towards it, not away from it. Because what I've been taught, what I've been taught in spiritual terms is the key to peace and power is not running away from your suffering, but going into the depths of your suffering. And therefore you will find love. You will find God if you want to call it. But not running away from it because I remember my, my original mentor used to say this, anything suppressed will be expressed in later days in uglier ways. Anything suppressed will be expressed in later days in uglier ways. So you better get it now. Otherwise the monster becomes bigger. It's like Godzilla and it just destroys your whole city. So one of the things you want to do, again, Ken Wilber calls it shadow work working on and all uh, all shadow is is basically a term for the unconscious the personal unconscious things that you have deemed or denied wrong uh you've disassociated with uh you feel that uh, that 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 aren't a part of you that you don't like about yourself or you don't like about somebody else whatever it might be and turning towards it and going into it um, and there's powerful, powerful traits within that shadow that can actually, that are, are actually positive, that are part of your psyche, that are part of your being. And there's also another term, what they call golden shadow, which is more, rather than the, the dark part of you, there's also the light and higher parts of you that you're denying. Because there's a lot of people that hero worship, that are like, oh man, Tony Robbins is the greatest guy ever, but they never give themselves permission to be great. And they right. basically cast their shadow, their golden shadow onto a guy like Tony Robbins or whoever that Michael Jordan or LeBron James, whatever. And they cast that shadow onto them, never really realizing their own greatness and owning up to that as well. So that's yeah. a, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause yeah. we, we idolize people a lot. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's something you're working towards. Oh yeah. But if all you do is idolize and not really take action upon what are the, what are, whatever the things are that you want to do, you're just living in this other state and it's a fearful state. Right. Yes. And uh, when it comes to the fear, like you said, turn towards it. We're talking about more of the anxiety part, but the same thing comes to fear. 
you have a certain fear with something, you turn towards it rather than turn away because to turn away, it gets bigger and bigger. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, what, what, one of the things that I dealt with is, is my own, I think that my biggest problem, I wouldn't say problem, I call it opportunity. My biggest growth has come out of looking at my own shadow. Uh, one, of, one of mine was, was lust, like extraordinary levels of love. Being a guy, we, a lot of men deal with a lot of lust. So I'd have to work on not hating myself for feeling that, turning towards it, talking to that part of me, understanding that part of me, and then allowing myself to integrate with that part of me and become that part of me and literally amplify it so that that, that sort of satiation gets met. And so that, therefore, the, I'm not threatened by it anymore. It's reintegrated. I haven't dis differentiated myself from or disassociated with myself with it or dis disidentified with it. I've reintegrated those, those elements within my being. So I'm, I'm, I'm more whole. I'm transcending and including, not transcending and excluding. Because as soon as you exclude, it's no longer harmonious. It's no longer unconditional love. And my whole desire is to be in a unconditional instrument of love but if i'm excluding then i'm not being unconditional love right so right. that's my whole idea in meditation and in, in contemplative prayer centering prayer um mantras affirmations whatever you want to call it i mean uh, there's many different ways to talk about it but but you know to your audience just come up with some sort of ritual in the morning i i teach something called the four r's and i say this okay r plus r plus r equals r the first R is resourcefulness, or sorry, the first R is responsibility. You must take 100% responsibility for your life and the results you wish to achieve in your life, not 99% in the responsibility. I often use this metaphor. If my wife was walking down the aisle before we got married, I said to her, I'm 99% committed to our relationship. Well, what do you think she'd say? She'd be like, what? Come on. This is ridiculous. No, 100%. So you got to take 100%. Even if a brick were to fall on top of your head, Right, you got to take 100% responsibility for how you respond to that brick falling on your head, or someone just crashed into you and hit you and made you late for your appointment, or made you late for your sales meeting, or whatever it might be. And you could get angry, but you got to take responsibility for how you respond to that. And so, responsibility is the first part of the R. And if you can't take 100% responsibility for your life and the decisions you make, and your responses, and the meaning you give life, and the results you wish to produce in your life, then we can just basically stop there. So you got to make that commitment. I'm 100% responsible. If I were to lose all my money and lose my home, I'm still responsible for how I would respond. You still have that choice available to you. So that's the first R. The second R is resourcefulness. You know, I remember Tony Robbins talking about the difference between resourcefulness and resources. Right. What's more important, resources and resourcefulness. And you know what? You can have all the resources. I could give you the best diet and exercise program and have great resources. But if you're not resourceful to actually act upon the resources you've been given, it's not going to mean much, right? And, and so the point is you could have none of that but it be extremely determined and courageous and have the hunger and drive to make that. Could you make it happen? The answer is absolutely yes. It's been repeated over and over by many different men, women and children around the world in history. Okay. So resourcefulness is the second part. The third part is rituals. What we're talking about right now, what are your rituals for getting your fourth R, which is the results. Your rituals are going to determine the results. So if you take hundred percent responsibility, you, be, you take 100% responsibility for you, how resourceful you are through your physiology, your, your mindset, your emotions, your focus, the, the things that you say to yourself, your language also determines how you feel. I mean, Tony Robbins talks about the triad, physiology, focus, right. and language. And then you, you go on to rituals. What, are you, what rituals are you going to engage in to enable you to amp up your physiology, amp up your focus, amp, amp up your spirituality, your, your emotions, so that you show up as a better, more sharpened, best version of yourself, so then that you're more equipped and armored with the tools and strategies to access those things, so you can act upon those things with much more greater precision and ease and power. 
and that will equal your results. Dude, that's I got. I gotta let I gotta let the audience sink into that. because <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's so many. You know what? There's so many um, things on the internet when it comes to mindset. When it comes to your physiology and how you should go about being in the world and thinking about things and such. But I don't feel like a lot of people really let that sink in, right? There's, uh, there's. Have you heard of um, um, Tom Bilyeu? He does Impact Theory on YouTube. Anyways, he's the guy who did Quest Nutrition Bar, and he has his own little talk show. He has a lot of different people that he interviews, and one of them yes. was Joe, Doctor Joe Dispenza, who talks about okay. like the neurology of the brain and how it all connects. But it's simple language. But once you listen to that, you know it all makes sense. You know, the more thought patterns you repeat in your head the bigger and bigger it gets, the bigger the connections get in your brain. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy pretty much, right? And it's pretty much, it's similar to what we're talking about. Anthony? Oh, hello? Hey, hey, buddy. Sorry, I cut off for a second. So could you, you talk about Joe Dispenzo, you said you're talking about? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm hoping I got all the recording. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, you know, and, and he, was, he was mentioning how, you know, whatever things you think about, you make bigger neural connections when it comes to, you know, whether it be negative or positive. So it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy pretty much. You're, you're absolutely right. right. And absolutely uh, right. You, you, have to, you have to take control. You have to take charge of how you want your things to go. Oh, 100%. Um, what I want to ask about, because I think there's like 10 minutes left or whatnot, but um, I want to talk about anxiety a little bit, especially in today's world, because it seems to be on the rise. Yeah. And especially when it comes to career and life and such. I was yep. wondering if you ever dealt with certain clients who had anxiety about their career and their life and their current situation. And, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I would. I, I, I guess that you did. How did you help them not get rid of it per se, but just deal with it in a better way? Okay, so in terms of anxiety about your life and your career, oftentimes that is indicative of something you're worrying about the future. Oh my gosh, where am I going to be? I'm not doing anything right now. What are we a year from now or 10 years from now? It's, it's, it's worry and anxiety about the future, about I'm not sure what I want to do. Where's my next paycheck going to come from? And that just, that just amplifies the, the anxiety even more. And, and according to psychologists, they talk about as soon as the emotion of anxiety or fear enters the psyche, if you don't handle it within literally 10 to 15 seconds, it literally hardens into a storyline and it, by psychological standards, it multiplies that emotion by four times and then you're done. And by that time, oh, you're like, you're already in it. You're it. And then, so it's being able to be aware of the anxiety when it's about to erupt. And one of the, one of the strategies I actually did with a client just recently, it's called paradoxical intention. And but basically what I said to the person, they had, used to have panic attacks. They still do at some level. But I said, the next panic attack that you have, here's what I want you to do. As soon as you are suddenly aware of your panic attack, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go into your mind and say, all right, I want you to intentionally activate the panic attack without you having to wait for it. I want you to actually go, all right, get your heart rate up, start moving as if you're having a panic attack and actually intend to actually have the panic attack and see what happens. And he was like, what's the guy I can do? I said, just do it. Just do it. And you wouldn't believe when he did it, he came back to me the next session. He's a teenager. And he said, when I did it, actually what I said, what happened? He said, I, I couldn't have one. <laughs> and he's like, 
and I was able to write my exam and I actually got 86 on my exam. He got his exam and he was happy about it. He still has, he still has some level of, you know, anxiety or panic still. I think it's more of a physiological thing more than just a psychosomatic thing. So he's, he's, he's dealing with some physiological issues too as well. Mm -hmm. So the point is when it comes to little strategies like that and nipping in the butt, that's one way to do it as well. It's like, if you want to fall, learn to fall asleep, I mean, I get it. There's like, you know, sleep apnea and physiological things that could happen. But if you have a tough time going to sleep, here's my recommend. At 12 midnight, if you're still not asleep, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go downstairs and I want you to clean your floors on your hands and knees. I want you to clean your floors at midnight and actually clean them. And then, and then they say, what the hell? Trigger you to actually fall asleep because you're not, you're not actually wanting to go. You're not actually wanting to clean your, your floors at midnight. You're actually wanting to go to sleep. So that, that's a paradoxical intention. So, um, it's one way to do it, but in terms of the long, the long road uh, and how to dealing, deal with anxiety and worry and fear, I highly recommend the antidote to fear and anxiety is at, you know, I don't want to get all cheesy, but it is love. Start with what you love. Start there. I remember John C. Maxwell saying, two, two, the, two, two, the two roads to success are number, step number one, do what you love that you would gladly do it for free. Just do it. I, that you would gladly, if you, regardless of the money. And then number two would be step two, get so good at that skill that people will gladly pay you for it. It's, it's amazing. And, and I actually did a coaching session with this, this woman and it was like a free coaching session. I just, I just decided to give it to her because that's how much I love my job. I, I literally gladly do it for free. So I basically gave her this free coaching session. I said, hey, she's like, I'm like, do you love your job? She's like, no, I do it for the paycheck. I said, can you name me like 10 things you like about your job? And she was like, nothing. I said, no, let's get creative here. If I keep on asking her the question, what do you like about your job? She'll have to answer it. I said, do you like the pay paycheck? She's like, yeah, I actually get paid pretty good. How far is it? And we came up with like 20 things about about the things that she loved about her job. And I said, every morning you're going to read out that statement. I love my job because I love my job and read it out in the morning and read it out before you go to sleep. What do you think happened? Within a week, she was actually feeling good about her job again. feeling good about her life. Cause as you said, what you focus on, you're going to feel and what you feel, it's going to what manifest into an action. If you have a, a particular emotion, that's going to lead to an action. If you're feeling gratitude and love, you're going to take a different action compared to if you're feeling fear and anxiety, oh. right? So, right. Exactly. So if we, if we can get into a set of strategies, a set of rituals where we are cultivating gratitude and emotional power, weight training, we're exercising our mind, our heart, our soul, we're going to be stronger and we're going to, we're going to cultivate different level of standard, different level of courage, different level of purpose, different level of passion and energy of drive. And that's going to turn into results, into action and fulfillment and joy in what we do and what we love. Dude, that's awesome, man. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And you know what? It's it's unfortunate because I'm using the free version of Zoom, and like my time's coming up. <laughs> so oh, I gotta, okay, no problem, no problem. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cut it short so I get the whole, I get the whole recording. But yeah. um, you know what? We 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 gotta do this again sometime because I'm sure people will get immense value from yes. just 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 like the one or two things that we talked about, like you know, a lot of physiology and a lot of just the rituals, which yes. is probably one of the most important things. Right? You need oh, to. dude, it is. It is honestly, I would say it is my, I really look forward to getting up at three o'clock in the morning. It, it, I'm not joking. I go to sleep going, oh, I can't wait to get back. <laughs> I just love it. I love charging myself and feeling good about it. And people are like, what? Like my favorite, I'm not going to lie to you, Rashab, and I'm sure you feel, feel the same way as I do. I do love Monday mornings. 
I, I do. I do. I just love, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, like yeah. love Monday, man. Like magnificent Monday, terrific Tuesday, wild Wednesdays, thriving Thursdays, fantastic Friday. TGIF, right? Thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. <laughs> that, that could be a restaurant chain. That would be good. <laughs> right? That's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. Hey, listen, thanks so much. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, I, I'm sure people like Oh, dude, we'll message. do this again, man, for sure. Yeah, we will. Yeah, my we pleasure, will. man. I'm here to serve you and your audience, man. Like, I just with total. In fact, I'm, I'm actually going to be on, on a show called 100 Huntley Street, uh, January 7th to the 11th from 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. talking about a, different, a bunch of different topics uh, on live TV. And, oh, live TV, okay. Yeah, live TV from 9.30 on 100 Huntley Street and talk about spirituality, fit, physical fitness, nutrition, uh, mental, emotional fitness, a lot of stuff that we talked about today. And uh, just giving, uh, I'm just honored and so blessed that I have the opportunity to do something like this, this particular show with your people and and wherever I can, man. So Dude, that's I'm awesome. so blessed. And so thank you. That's appreciate awesome, it, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> okay, we'll talk soon. Okay. God bless you, my friend. All right. Yeah. Live it up with power, purpose, and passion, man. All right. <laughs> Dude, you too, man. Take care, buddy. Peace out. Eh? All right, buddy. Peace out.